Coming up, local wineries are recognised in this year's Wine Challenge. New resources are streamlining access to emergency relief. University students to stay at home. Women keep fit despite gym closures and school students dust off their uniforms and head back to the classroom. You're listening to Arat's Latest with local journalist Jack Ward. Hello and welcome. School is back and normality is returning for a second time this year. And this morning, Premier Daniel Andrews announced further changes to restrictions, specifically focusing on metropolitan Melbourne, but there was some changes for regional Victoria, which include... From 11.59 tonight, hospitality businesses will be allowed to seat up to 40 customers indoors and another 70 outdoors. That is, of course, in line with social distancing rules. Social bubbles will be removed. Instead, regional Victorians are allowed to welcome two guests and their dependents into their home. Regional libraries and toy libraries are allowed to open with 20 people indoors. Outdoor religious gatherings can take place with up, take place with up to 20 people. That number will increase to 50 people from November 1st. Households will be able to visit a care facility as opposed to just one nominated person. And from 11.59 on November 1st, non-contact indoor physical recreation for people under 18 years of age will be allowed to resume for a maximum of 20 people. Good news for our local dance studios. Uh, what it means is that as so many cities across the world head into what is going to be a deadly winter, we in Melbourne and across Victoria are well placed to have a COVID safe summer and a COVID normal 2021. Yes, these lockdowns have come with significant hurt and pain and damage, but this strategy is working and will continue to work. Now let's take a quick look at headlines locally this week. The iconic Melbourne Cup was on display in Great Western on Friday, much to the delight of local residents and school children. The Cup arrived at Seppel's Wines, where a special luncheon was held before it was introduced to the public. As part of the tour, Great Western will also be allocated a barrier for this year's race and a chance to win $50,000. If successful, the prize money will be donated to Great Western CFA um, and helping them towards a new tanker. Voters enrolled in the Ararat Rural City Council election are reminded they have until 6pm this Friday to return their completed ballot material. It must be posted before final local mail clearance times. Voters should check what those times are, as this may be earlier than 6pm, or in fact earlier this week. If you aren't sure who to vote for, the candidates have shared their priorities in the current edition of the Ararat Advocate. Lastly, Wallora Modern has been celebrating this week after coming away with two wins from last weekend's Tidy Towns Awards. The Culture and Heritage Award was given for their Heartbeat of Wallora project, which revolves around the Wallora Railway Station. Wallora Modern was also fortunate enough to receive $1,000 from the Keep Victoria Beautiful Gift Fund for a future project to refurbish the old Wallora Courthouse. And it wasn't just Wallora celebrating this week. The Western Victoria Wine Challenge has provided a list of wineries with a positive boost, naming their 2020 winners. In a year of many challenges for local wine, the local wine industry, the committee was pleased to hold the 16th annual event that recognised local winemakers such as Montara Wines, Miners Ridge and Grampians Estate. Committee President and Montara's winemaker Simon Fennell is on the line. Simon, we'll get to Montara's accolades in just a moment, but first, what was the response from local wineries when it came to the entries this year? Um, yeah, we had a record um, number of entries this year, 184, so breaking our previous record of two years ago. So 
I think you know, contributing to that, we we um, decided to give back to our participants and and uh, halve the price of the entry fee, so from forty to twenty dollars. And I think that was um, really uh, key to increasing those entry numbers. Was that decision made because of the current climate? Yeah, it was, Jack. Mainly just to um, yeah, just to reduce that. Um, you know, expense, and it is if you're entering many wine shows over a season, um, you know, it's a considerable expense for wineries to, to burden there. So, to be able to give back and and, and discount that in 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 this COVID year, it's yeah, I guess the organisation's a little bit of giving back to the the producers. Definitely. And who were the judges this year judging the local wines? Yeah, so uh, Jen Pfeiffer, who is uh, from Rutherglen, she was the uh, the chair of judges. Uh, we also had a, uh, a wine judge, uh, Gabrielle Laforgia, and uh, Simon Freeman. Uh, so Simon's opened a, a new retail space, um, uh, a, a wine bar over at uh, Halls Gap. Quite an array of different judges there then. It is, yeah. A really good mix of, of technical winemakers and um, trade buyers. So I think it's really important to get that mix as well. So we've got everything from you know the people that are technically looking at the numbers and, and assessing technical qualities of wines and, and as well as that uh, a can you know a, a judge that is able to um you know know what consumers are perhaps seeking or, or you know looking for when they purchase a wine what were their general comments from the judges this year on the on the wines tasted yeah i think quality was very high so we were mainly judging wines from a few harvests ago so um, mainly 17 18 and 19 vintages um all of those different vintages were quite contrasting um, in style, um, just given those seasons. But um, you know, on the whole, they were yeah quite strong vintages, and, and yeah, I think the judges were um, really, really happy with the, the the quality across the board. I'm sure COVID nineteen has played a big part in, in the challenge and making sure it can go ahead. Has it been difficult to kind of navigate that throughout this year? Yeah, it has. Mainly from a judging point of view, where. Um, yeah, we had to, uh, you know, there's a lot of glassware, there are many bottles being poured. Um, you know, we, we had to um, adhere to a, a fairly strict industry policy for, for communal tastings. So obviously social distancing is one, but, um, you know, temperature treating glasses, um, recycling the same sets of glasses for each individual judge. So keeping those separate, um, you know, that has been, you know, uh, certainly a, an added hurdle this year that we, we haven't had to negotiate in the past just due to COVID. Moving more now to Montara, what accolades did Montara Winery take out this year? Um, so we were fortunate enough to win three trophies this year. We've won um, Champion Riesling for our uh, 2018 Old Vines Riesling, so uh, one of the uh, the older vineyards that we have here at the winery. We also uh, won Champion Pinot Noir, which uh, which is off our original plantings. Uh, so they're 50 years old this year, so quite a significant vineyard as well. And um, yeah, to commemorate it with a trophy in its in our 50th year at Montara was yeah really quite special. Um, and as well as that, we won uh, Best Museum Red, so uh, that was a wine 10 years or older. So our 2010 Chalumba Road uh, Reserve Shiraz is uh, judged uh, champion uh, Museum Red wine. Great Westerns, Grampians Estate and Miners Ridge were also local standouts. Pyrenees wineries Toltani and Dog Rock were also highlighted in the winners list. For a full list of winners, they can be found on the Challenges Facebook page. New resources are available across the Grampians and Pyrenees to streamline the process of seeking assistance and emergency relief. The Grampians Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership has launched a mental health support guide 
Food Security Guide and Emergency Relief Directory to highlight the services in the region. Project manager Anna Green said the resources should have been on the table, but it's taken the pandemic to bring their importance to light. We saw over those past six months, we've, we've seen a, an increase in panic buying, um, less food on supermarket shelves and um, the fear of, of running out of food. So we were just keen to um, create a resource that, that pretty much explains that you know, there's plenty of food available for everyone, um, nutritious food um, accessible to all. The Grampians Pyrenees Emergency Relief Directory lists 21 organisations within the Ararat Rural City that offer emergency relief across food, household items, support for utility bills, financial counselling and support, crisis accommodation and washing facilities. Miss Green said they are all things that might not be known widely, but in most cases... There is a range of services available in each of the major townships across the Grampians and Pyrenees. We have it on our website um, and we're promoting it through our socials. We're, we're also keen to encourage the three councils to also have it featured on their uh, website. We're, we're hoping we've taken you know, the hard work out of it, collating it all and putting it all together. And obviously this is going to adjust slightly coming you know, as we work our way through the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. These these hours of operation and the demands will change, but we'll keep it updated. Along with that directory, they have also produced a food security resource to help the community access nutritious foods during the pandemic. Talks about alternatives around shopping at supermarkets, about growing your own, getting involved with community gardens, lots of tips and great ideas. That's another resource that sort of it works hand in hand with this directory. Additionally, a one-page mental health support guide outlines the support services accessible across the Grampians Pyrenees. All three resources can be found on the local PCP website. Coming up next, students return to school after their longest stint out of the classroom and we hear how the Bean Resilient campaign is going. With a story, if you have an issue or event, get in contact. You, the listener, are the heart of Arats Latest, so send me a message or email arratslatest at gmail.com if you have a news tip or an issue you want explored. Together, we can get the answers, shine a light on local achievements, and ensure everyone stays informed with what matters in our community. University students will remain online for the remainder of the year, having only spent a handful of weeks on campus in 2020. Students such as Ararat's Rachel Burns are are preparing for their upcoming exams after a year in front of screens, isolating at home. Miss Burns is in her second year of Environment and Conservational Science at Federation University in Ballarat. She said 2020 has been a big year of change in higher education that has had its ups and downs. It's been interesting. Um, It's been nice to, you know, see the family a bit more because I'd only come down every two weeks on the weekend to see them and work and everything. But yeah, everything's sort of online and there's not a lot of quiet spaces. You've always got something going on around you. It can get a little bit annoying. At a point, it gets very overwhelming. Like, oh my God, I can't do this. Get me out of here. But you just sort of get used to it. The former Ararat College student spent just one month on campus at the beginning of the year before she was sent packing. So we had four weeks and then we were told if you can go home, you must go home. Like, we don't want you... There was only five people in a unit, normally holds ten. And, yeah, so we all moved and then we started going online. It was really, really difficult because you've got... It's not just the Mount Helen timetable. 
Your timetable encompasses, you've got your Gippsland and your Berwick campuses as well. Miss Burns said it has been vital for students to adapt to the changes this year. She has been lucky that most of her classes have transitioned online without much hassle, a contrast to practical courses such as nursing. She is hopeful the situation in Victoria will allow for universities to move back on campus next year. What we have heard, we aren't going back until next year, so the rest of the year we will stay online and yeah we had a sort of plan to start slowly moving back we had a test group of like phd students and researchers on there and then we were going to try and move more um high priority courses like your, your nursing and all that kind of stuff and then we kind of had that big second wave and so we were pushed back again. When students do return, university life will not revert to the style of teaching before the pandemic, according to Federation University's newest Vice-Chancellor, Duncan Bentley. He said, we will never go back as far as we can help it to large lectures where students come for the first couple of weeks and they get bored and don't hang around. We need to make sure that we use the mode of delivery that keeps everybody engaged and learning. For Miss Burns, that is, back on campus with face-to-face -face teaching. Indoor gyms remain closed under Step 3 restrictions, but a local fitness trainer has recommenced her classes outside to get local women active. Ashley Knight runs her small business, Strong Vibes Fitness, from her backyard and has hit the ground running after the second lockdown. I spoke with her this week. With the gym being shut down, we haven't been able to run classes. Um, at max, we were operating with 20 per class, and I was running five classes a day. Um, so for the biggest part, obviously, is uh, not being able to run at all from being shut down. Um, and then uh, now that we've been able to open, it's open with restrictions. So um, within juggling having two little bubs, so like a two-year-old and a, th a three-year-old, um, I'm doing my best to be able to offer classes as well as all the um, limits of outside, only being able to have 10 per class, um, the COVID rules that they've got in place, 1.5 metres, everybody has to wear their mask to class and then from class. Thankfully, they don't have to wear it in class. But, yeah, it's, it's been probably the biggest thing um, is the mental game on everybody. Um, obviously, moving your mind, I'm sorry, moving your body helps with your mindset and uh, seeing the girls really struggling and not being able to do much for it. So during both those lockdown periods, you had to shut completely? Shut completely, yeah. yeah. So were you doing anything online? Were you... We did uh, offer a couple of online um, classes. But like I said previously, um, Mental health was the biggest thing, and I personally struggled really bad with anxiety mm -hmm. um, and not being able to feel like I was achieving very much. And, um, you know, you sort of have, get your ball rolling. I was only 12 months or just over 12 months in having a business, going through some personal things as well. Um, to then be shut down, it was really hard myself. Um, so we did have run a couple of online classes, um, but I actually ended up canning it for the last time and just needed to regroup myself and get my myself back. So how are you feeling now getting back into it? I'm so excited. Just to be able to have a, a proper routine, being able to, I vibe so hard off the girls, like every single day, um, you know, just being able to um, inspire girls and feel their vibe in classes and be, be able to um, 
you know, really see them and push them to reach their own potential in class. Um, you know, you see them when they walk in and they might be blank in the face and they've had a really hard day and their head's just spinning and when they leave, you know, they're always happy and they're full of life and, and it's really, really refreshing to see. So um, we're coming back, you know, into summer, which is um, massive demand for fitness. Everybody wants to get in shape for summer. Yeah. Um, so, and especially after having a break, everybody's been able to have that downtime. They're not burnt out. They're feeling refreshed and they're really eager to get back into the health and fitness goals. So, yeah, we're flat out. The COVID restrictions now, as you say, 10 people outside mm-hmm. at the moment. Do you think that's adequate for here in regional areas where we don't have any cases? <laughs> no. Look, it, it absolutely blows me away that the gyms are shut. Um, I mean, everyone has their own reasons, and particularly government. I just think the whole lot's a load of bullshit, to be honest. And I'm putting it frank, and that's just who I am. I'm an upfront kind of girl. Mental health is the biggest thing in particularly in regional areas and the girls really struggle and to be taking away one of their biggest supports, it's been really hard and difficult for the girls. But uh, yeah, hopefully we're not too far away. Yeah, so what restrictions would you be liking to see here at the moment? Look, I'm really hoping to get back in my gym. Mm. I'm literally, look at it, some days it's pouring rain and I've had to cancel classes because, you know... Um, I've got a really great setup, but it doesn't, it does not withhold all of the elements of the weather. So like I'm literally looking at the gym and I can just see and it's like, just get us back in there. Ashley has just started her latest eight week challenge and is running five classes each weekday, morning and evening for local women. More information on her Facebook page, Strong Vibes Fitness. This week's Your Say poll question follows on from that last story. It was, has your health and fitness suffered as a result of restrictions? Over 100 people shared their thoughts. 66% said yes, their health and fitness has suffered, whilst 34% said their health has not. Interestingly, Premier Daniel Andrews did not announce any plans to open gyms at today's press conference, and when asked about the matter, he said he could not give gyms the news they want now because it would not be safe for them to open. Primary and secondary school students in Ararat have dusted off their school uniforms and returned to the classroom in the last fortnight, 10 weeks after remote learning 2.0 began. Students streamed into primary school gates with smiles from ear to ear on the first Tuesday of term, and I caught up with Ararat 800 primary school principal, Ryan Oliver. My assistant principal and I deliberately made sure we we cleared our schedules for the day so we could be with the kids, Um, and you know, we were out at the gates welcoming them in this morning, and there was a a little bit of trepidation from some, but on the whole, we've had some very excited kids to be reconnecting with their, their social circles and with their teachers. Um, you know, we do pride ourselves on really good relationships with, with our teachers and students and our parents here. And, and um, you know, it's still evident that, that in the classrooms, I've been around every classroom this morning and, they, and they're all really settled. They're all happy to see you. They're all happy to be here. Um, and it's just wonderful. It's just such a great feeling. This is why, we, why we're a school and why we get into these things. Um, so, yeah, no, more, more than happy to have the kids back. Across town at Ararat West Primary School, Principal Terry Keeler reiterated Ryan's words and said that the school community had done a fantastic job to ensure students remained on task and educated during the second round of remote learning. We felt that people were a little bit more comfortable moving into it um, and we felt that we had um, greater levels of engagement, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, we tried a few different things to, to make sure that people were still engaged, but really more so proud of parents and students um, for the efforts that they put in um, working from home. Um, it was really pleasing to see the kids engaging and, and doing the best that they could in, in the given circumstances, I suppose. 
Fast forwarding to this week, students at Marion College and Ararat College also returned, some students for their final term of schooling. I spoke with Ararat College Principal Ali McDougall. There's so many different side things that come with being face-to-face. So just like that social-emotional support, it's really hard to um, give when you're online. Having the connection with the students, again, really hard online. But um, the teachers are just able to um, provide a lot more, I suppose, um, access points for students. Um, they can obviously provide support directly at once to the student while the other students are working. They're there for questioning. Transitioning will also be a major focus for both secondary schools, not only for their new year sevens in 2021, but for students across all year levels as they move up in their schooling. Marion College is also looking at ways to celebrate the achievements of their students this year, planning fun activities that will still abide by restrictions. Assistant Principal Steph explains the details. So we're really trying to think outside the square about how we can um, bring the community together. Yeah, we're just talking about special events and fun days and yeah, and trying to do things that really recognise the effort the kids have made because we're so impressed with the resilience of the kids. All four schools I spoke with are keeping their fingers and toes crossed that that's the end of remote learning, planning to spend the rest of the year in the classroom. But if there is a need for it, the infrastructure is in place for them to move back online with limited notice. Lastly today, there's only three days left of the Being Resilient campaign, which finishes this Wednesday. We heard all about the campaign in the last episode, but I spoke with Sarah Ramsey at Forager's Cafe this week to see how the campaign was going. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty big response, actually. Um, everyone's been in for the blue cups and um, it's been really good to see on social media all the different things popping up on there and um, opening up those conversations, I guess. To see all the cafes come together with the cups and, yeah, just a real community and the students involved, and yeah, it's great. That wraps up this week's show. All past episodes are available on your favourite podcasting apps, so be sure to catch up on how the community has been pushing through this challenging year. Join me again on the 1st of November for episode 24 before I take a short break over the exam period. Until then, stay safe. This was Arat's Latest. Latest.